journey into a world where nightmare becomes reality. listening to the world of horror and my name's andy and i'm your host as we take a look at some lesser known horror movies in 1956 brazilian geneticist dr warwick e kerr began to interbreed subspecies of the western honeybee he chose a selection of european honeybees and the african honeybee in an effort to improve honey production in brazil the ambitious scientists aim to isolate traits of each species and breed them into a new subspecies, combining the European bee's greater honey yields with the African honeybee's adaptation to warmer climates. However, the new hybrid bees also took on a less desirable trait from their African relations, their aggression. African honeybees are much more hostile than European varieties as their natural environment has far more predators looking to destroy hives for honey. Coordinated defensive maneuvers enable African bees to better fend off these attacks. In 1957, around 20 colonies of the new Africanized bees escaped captivity in Brazil. They established new colonies in the area and also invaded local hives. Hardy and adaptable, these bees aren't fussy when choosing a new home. They will settle into both natural nest sites and man-made structures. The subspecies began spreading northwards from Brazil through South and Central America and into the United States. They were recorded as having reached Texas in 1990 and California in 1994. These bees were bred to cope with warm climates, so their invasion is limited by cooler temperatures further north. But if winters become milder, they may be able to continue their expansion northwards. So during the 70s, there was several films that were made to capitalize on the fear about Africanized honeybees, also known as killer bees. And there was this fear of these bees and fascination. So there was this prediction of the future invasion into the U.S. Southwest from South America in the early 1990s, which actually happened, but not in the same way the films actually showed it, of course. But in the 70s, other films in the subgenre were The Killer Bees of 1974, The Savage Bees of 1976, and his sequel, Terror Out of the Sky in 1978, uh, The Bees of 1978, and The Swarm in 1978. And the movie that we're going to be talking about today is Invasion of the Bee Girls from 1973. Invasion of the Bee Girls is it's an American film, and it is classified as horror and science fiction. And this is the first film feature written by Nicholas Meyer. And he is known for writing other sci-fi movies, such as uh, he wrote a few films of the Star Trek film series. And it was directed by Dennis Sanders. And he was an American film director. Uh, he directed such films as War Hunt that debuted Robert Redford's acting career and also Tom Skerritt. That was their first film. He won two Academy Awards. Uh, the first or best short subject in 1955 for a time out of war that had served as his master's degree thesis at UCLA and which he co-scripted with his brother Terry Sanders and the second for best documentary in 1977 for Czechoslovakia 1968. In 1958 he teamed up again with Terry Sanders to adapt Norman Mailer's World War II novel The Naked and the Dead. So this was actually his last feature film that he made. So I mentioned this was Nicholas Meyer's first feature film that he wrote and uh, he was so he was a newcomer to Hollywood, and he wrote the script for this film, Invasion of the Bee Girls, 
and producers then altered it while Meyer was visiting his parents. And when he saw the new script, he wanted to take his name off of the project, but was convinced by his manager that he needed a film credit. The film was filmed in California. Um, the Bryant Research Lab was filmed at the California Institute of the Arts in Valencia, California. And several interior and exterior scenes were filmed in the American Theater at Newhall, California. It's also filmed in Santa Clarita, California. Funeral scene was filmed at Eternal Valley Memorial Park in Santa Clarita, California. The film was released in the United States in Chicago on June 20th, 1973, and also had a re-release in the United States in 1983. So the movie's alternate title was Graveyard Tramps, and the movie was released on DVD as Graveyard Tramps and featured on the compilation Stephen Romano Represents Shock Festival. Invasion of the B-Girls was also released on DVD as part of a four-movie package called Four Cult Movie Marathon Volume 1. And Screen Factory has also released this movie on Blu-ray as of April 4th, 2017. The taglines for the film are, They'll love the very life out of your body. Ordinary housewives turn into ravishing creatures. And they'll turn you on from dusk till dawn. What strange force was taking hold of the women of Peckham, California? What strange ritual unlocked the hidden appetites of these women? What transformed ordinary housewives into ravishingly beautiful women? What bizarre secrets threatened every man in town? The invasion of the B-Girls. Dropping like flies, eh, God? Like flies. The United States government sent their top investigator to Peckham to try and stop this sexual epidemic. However, there are three points of uniformity I would like to bring out. One, all the victims have been men. It may sound ridiculous, but, but could it be some form of epidemic? That's a very tough question to answer, Jim. Now, each death is perfectly normal in itself. Well, what about a 21-year-old boy that dies of thrombosis? Isn't that just a little unusual? Total sexual abstinence. Hold it! Now, just hold it! This is the stupidest damn thing I've heard of yet! Abstinence isn't going to be anything new around here. Well, if I ever positive it was going to kill you, do it. So for the plot, and I do want to give a little bit of a warning here, there is a scene of sexual assault. So if that is something you prefer not to watch, that's just a fair warning for everyone out there. So as far as the plot goes, basically it starts off where a man, a doctor, is found dead in a motel room. And it turns out he's a bacteriologist working for a government-sponsored lab, the Brandt Lab. His name is Dr. Grabowski. 
and he they find out that he died of heart failure from sexual exhaustion and the corner that determines this is played by cliff image and he is the man that plays mr garrett in halloween 2 so cool little horror nod there so this discovery sends off bells and whistles because it's a government-sponsored lab, and so State Department agent Neil Agar is sent to investigate. And Neil Agar is played by William Smith, and you've seen him in some different 80s TV shows such and 70s, such as he was in The Rockford Files, he was in uh, some 80s TV shows and 80s action movies, 90s action movies, he was in Maniac Cop, and also Hell Comes to Frogtown. He was in a lot of B-movie action-type movies. And so this uh, research lab was located in a town called Peckham, California. So when Neil Agar gets to town, he finds out a second person is also found dead with the same type of heart failure, but this was a younger man. And at the Brant Laboratory, Neil meets Julie. She was the assistant to Dr. Grabowski, the man who died in the beginning. And we do actually get some death scenes. Um, we do actually see some death scenes. Basically, it's very sex scenes that ends with the man dying. And it does confirm to us that the men are indeed dying from sex with some mysterious women. So Neil, his job as the State Department agent is to find out what's going on here and how is it connected to the government work. And so Neil interviews several of the other scientists and, you know, kind of finds out the culture there among the scientists. Is they're not just some Coke bottle glasses dudes that's just stay in a laboratory all, all day long. These guys actually get out and have a little fun. This is the swinging 70s after all. So he finds out they have quite the sexual escapades there in Peckham, California. As he, as Neil kind of walks up to these scientists talking in a lounge, they're talking about the idea of dying while having sex and how that is the, their preferred method of dying. And uh, so, and with no doubt, some of these scientists are going to experience just that, as we see later on in the film. But these scientists are actually jealous of Dr. Grabowski that died during sex. Neil is finding out there's a growing number of men dying from congestive heart failure from sex. And, you know, they're kind of starting to see it's an epidemic. So the local police, they hold a town meeting to discuss this problem, this you know, public health safety issue. And one of the scientists from the, the lab, a Dr. Merger, he thinks he has a theory about what is happening, but he just needs to gather more evidence before he can propose or present the theory. So he does urge the men of the town to be abstinent, to abstain from sex, which, you know, there's a group of local rednecks there and they just kind of tell him to go be abstinent with himself and uh, that they're not going to listen to him, that they're going to have sex with they want. You know, these uh, rough group of guys are kind of some blue collar guys, I guess, you know, like to get drunk and do some effed up shit. So, um, and then later on, we see them at the bar and they're talking about you know what they're gonna do and i guess the kind of their leader guy the guy that's kind of leading them on or spurring them on he's seems like a union rep because they talk about the union and how that's why they developed the union so they wouldn't get screwed over by the higher ups and now the government is trying to tell them what to do and just really kind of going against the authority you know this is their attitude and then we get a scene where these this leader guy this union guy is leaving the bar and he gets approached by a woman wearing sunglasses and it is night you know, and it's kind of suspicious, but she starts kind of making a pass at him and he gladly accepts. And then, uh, so later on, we find out that the that union guy, he ends up being found dead. And then also, uh, Neil and Julie, they kind of become this little investigative team. It's, it's kind of cool. Um, it really reminds me of, like, this movie could really be a 
X-Files episodes because those two kind of remind me. I mean, they don't quite, have, they definitely don't have the chemistry of Mulder and Scully from the X-Files, but I can definitely see them two fitting into this movie very well. Um, so Neil and Julie, as part of their investigation, they schedule a meeting with this Dr. Merger, the guy that had the theory about what's going on, to discuss what he's found so far. But later that night, they actually see him run over by a car driven by somebody that they don't know who it is. So Neil has to call into the State Department and report what's going on. It's kind of an escalation of events. They actually know that there's some kind of foul play going on because of the murder of Dr. Merger. So that kind of shows them that, that this, is, this isn't just some kind of disease. There is some kind of nefarious plot going on here. And so that, you know, that kind of results in the town being quarantined and that kind of upsets some of the locals and things like that. So Neil has to deal with the locals as well as trying to solve what's going on with these men that are dying. And uh, we do get a scene where, uh, like I said, there is a scene where Julie gets attacked by the local rednecks. And it's kind of unpleasant to watch, but uh, Neil does come because Neil's on the phone and tells her to go to his car. So he's not with her at this time. And when she starts getting attacked, but he does come out from the payphone to see what's happening. And he does whip some ass and it's all accompanied by a soundtrack appropriate of the 70s, something along the lines of Shaft. So it's definitely some good butt kicking music there. So with the title Invasion of the B-Girls, this really makes you think of like some kind of 50s sci-fi creature feature. But what we get here is, is and it's totally in line with the 70s, we get a sexploitation uh, detective sci-fi thriller type movie. So this is something if you mixed something along the lines of Andromeda Strain uh, with uh, some type of, of exploitation movie, this is kind of what you would get. It's kind of interesting. Um, as far as the special effects, there's not much going for it here. Um, so you have the B-Girls, the aforementioned ones, and when you see them, uh, a lot of times they're wearing sunglasses, uh, and about their eyes do turn black, or they have these black compound eyes, and when it shows their vision, it's like B-Vision, so you have this multifaceted view, and so I guess that's what the black eyes are supposed to signify. So sometimes they have them, sometimes they don't, but that's really the main special effect in this movie. Um, you don't really have any gore or anything like that, but we do get is a lot of nudity because a lot of the kills are also sex scenes so if sleaze is your thing this movie is definitely for you um the set pieces are okay um, the lab is kind of cool the lab so they have this the b-girls have this lab where they kind of do their thing and you kind of find out later on what's going on there and it's it's kind of cool but nothing really stands out there is definitely some tension built throughout the story because you do begin to care about what happens to neil and julie they are, uh, they're, you know, some, they're some good characters. They're uh, decently built up. So you care about what happens to them. And I think that's good in a story. You want to, you want to care about your protagonist. And I think the mystery is, is pretty good in this movie. You don't really know what's going on or why it's going on, but the way that it's explained is a little convoluted and a little confusing. I'm not, the story didn't make a whole lot of sense, but you know, it is entertaining on a visual sense and also just uh, you can turn your kind of turn your brain off and just watch this and have fun with it. Um, it's like a B movie Saturday afternoon matinee type movie. I would say it's not super effective as a horror movie, um, and also the science fiction, the science behind the science fiction is doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But this is a very entertaining movie, and it does have a lot to offer, especially if you love like '70s type movies and and just things that are going on in the '70s. You know the just the swinging 70s and stuff like that. This is uh, definitely a very entertaining movie. Um, I give this a thumbs up. 
Um, I watched this on Prime, uh, but it also has a Blu-ray from Scream Factory. So that's probably the best way on physical media to watch it. And I think it's available on most other places too, it seems like. Once again, my name's Andy, and you've been listening to the World of Horror.